Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast, post-Tottenham. Well, that wasn't very good, was it? A first defeat of the season and a pretty worrying performance, especially in the second half where Manchester United struggled against a, a Spurs team who were far more motivated. And I thought the first half, United were actually okay, created chances, but didn't score the chances. You've got to put your chances away. So following on from the unconvincing home performance against Wolves, uh, it feels pretty deflating. So what went wrong against Spurs? I think tactically, first half was good. United should have scored at least one, maybe even three goals. But it was definitely a lack of control and aggression from too many players. And the product from the forwards was was poor, which resulted in a lot of turnovers. Some players are clearly not coping well in the big spaces. Casemiro, Luke Shaw, both of those players uh, should be taking responsibility and probably best epitomised by the goal where Garnacho is allowed to take responsibility rather than Shaw, uh, even though he's on the wrong side. And Luke Shaw basically does very little. Uh, forward runs just didn't work for Manchester United. And you've got four or five or six players who aren't playing well. You can't really carry them in the Premier League, such a competitive league. Casemiro is a bit of a worry. And he, like other players, seem to lose belief and composure when United went a goal down maybe that's a lack of confidence from what happened against Wolves maybe that's a hangover from, from pre-season and we've still got a new element to, to areas of the team Rashford is the main striker Garnacho is the left winger and Mason Mount is in there he's a new player and he's one who's clearly not settled yet so when you're looking for, for for positives, there's very few of them. What Aaron's performance against Wolves, Anana, couple of moments on Saturday against Spurs. So it's a bit of a worry. And I felt very, very deflated after the game against Spurs. A draw wouldn't have been a bad result. You would hope that Manchester United beat Forest and suddenly it's seven points out of nine. Okay, okay. Still got three points in comparison with the same stage of last season, but let's not kid ourselves. It's not been a good week for Manchester United. We've still got the hangovers and the cloud of the ownership issue, all the Mason Greenwood stuff. And yeah, it's, it's not been a good week for Manchester United. If I look back to how I felt before the Wolves game. Anyway, um, Steve Black was in the away end against Spurs. He spoke to Reds at half-time and he spoke to Reds after the match. This is the United We Stand podcast from Spurs away. So it's half-time at the uh, 48 minutes and four seconds with the three minutes added on. Nil-nil. Right, it should have been 2-0 up, as you will have seen. Tottenham probably unlucky not to have pulled one back, so it should be probably about 2-1. United doing it, having a decent first half. 
that we'd accept, you know, Tottenham looking second best. But uh, on these days of pickups, it might be worthwhile saying that our end has been um, a lot quieter than a lot of away ends, despite the atmosphere within uh, New Tottenham Stadium. So cultivating a, 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 quite a good sound. I think it should be acoustically quite a good stadium in the way that they built it or the United sort of end which is either side of the corner flag um, just not really getting going and there's a lack of support I would say whether you can blame and pick up on that loyalty pot pick up today for the majority of people in the loyalty pot if not everyone I don't actually know but um it changes a lot of things. A lot of those people who've been in the Loyal Spot for years don't make those journeys all the time. They don't want to lose their spot. They've had to come today. Those younger fans who are picking them up off the... Um, they're picking them up off those sort of older season ticket holders have been in the Loyal Spot for God knows how long. Is it over 20 years I think the Loyal Spot's been going? It doesn't have the same effect. I don't know if that's anything to do with this and I would suggest it would be and has done but um, we'll have to say United need to do better we need to score some goals we'll probably need to score a couple of times but a decent performance going into half time So Jerry Luca what, what, what were you saying then about problems down this uh, half time here Well we've just we've just got both Wamba Saka and we've got uh, Anthony both booked so they're going to play us down there all, all second half they're going to go after us and note that one of us one of them will make a silly challenge and get sent off I'd probably take Ant- Anthony off me now and put Palestri on to be honest with you at least give us some protection down that side I think that's probably what he did with um, with Martinez isn't it yes, yes. Yeah. the referees are very keen to show these yellow cards and I, for a horrible moment I thought Bruno was getting a, a second yellow then when he argued with the ref yeah absolutely and the thing is um, that Anthony again is is, is bringing is, is causing problems for another United player getting himself involved in a pointless incident which if Anthony controlled himself he wouldn't have got a booking either for for me yeah. and, and, and that's two bookings we picked up we, we should have had none and I thought the Wamba Saka one was totally innocent as well you know it was a daft booking to get away and now, and now we, you know, we, we, now we've got to be careful through this second half. We've got a problem, haven't we? Though with referees, they get these directives, and then they just, they completely take it almost literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when we start getting players sent from the pitch, then you start having a problem because we pay money to watch a good, entertaining game of football that we hope our team wins. The whole complexion of a game changes when somebody gets removed from it. Of course. And so I don't see the point when you've got games like this, which are great entertaining games, if you're going to remove players just for the sake of a directive, which was a poor directive to start with. Oh, let's stop the players chatting back a little bit. Having a little bit of a chat back is completely different to surrounding the referee and making him, forcing him back or... Which I must say, I'm also all for. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they can be. Uh, the non-penalty, Luca. You said at the time that's because we didn't give one away the other night. Well, yeah, 
you, you look at the reaction on from even Sky Sports and like TNT and all of the mainstream media and you go yeah I mean because of what Onana did against Wolves that's why we've not got a penalty really isn't it yeah I still hold it I said this before it was never a penalty on Monday because one second was fouled before him but you know but people don't bother about that sort of stuff so second half what's going to happen we've, we've been on top we're not ahead this happened last year when we were ahead and they, they came back next goal is crucial of course it is I, I fancy take Anthony off now put Palestri on and I think we can win this one or two now. I fancy to go on and win yeah yeah we need to score twice though probably to win it yep Hello, Nana, doing well there? Yeah, Nana had a really good half there. Just, I mean, you said about his shot stopping, you weren't too sure about his shot stopping, but yeah. I look at some of the saves he's made over the last two games. Yeah, he's got quick Great. reflexes. Just, just, yeah, he's on, he's on it now, isn't he? Maybe playing for Manchester United, playing at the highest level like he, he is. I know he's played at a fantastic level before, but you can drift out of games during the season, can't you? Yeah. He's coming to United now, and his adrenaline within his first few games is, is on it. Time to tell is when you're playing, I don't know, um, don't insult any teams, but Bournemouth at home, you know, when you're 2-0 up mid-season and you're expected to win, can you keep the concentration? He's, he's clearly got a concentration at, at this level, hasn't he? And with, with what he does as well, with how risky he is playing out and things like that, he's bound to make a mistake at some point. It's almost inevitable as a goalkeeper. Yeah, well, so I would rather it come against Bournemouth at home when you're 2-0. We'll see, right. OK, well, let's see what happens with a second half. Final whistle, and uh, United have lost 2 0. Very poor second half. Can't really say much more. They deserve to win that. United's passing wasn't there, there was just appalling. And uh, I don't know, there's a lot of work to be done on this side. Substitutes are made too late, nothing about them at all, really. Um, I don't know what's missing, but there's something desperately missing at the start of this season. It was there for many parts of last season, but it's just not come back this season at all. We've started this season as we ended um, in the FA Cup final with an absolute whimper and um, a surrender. Very poor, very disappointing. There are, what, were, what are the positives from that display? What would I put in one word? <laughs> Come on, yeah. Average. Yeah, if you were to expand a little bit, what the hell's going wrong? Why are we not started with a spark or a... No fight. No yeah. spirit. Yeah. Really, in a nutshell. Who's tracking back? Who's chasing? Who wants to win that ball? Who wants... It's just... Lackluster. Yeah. Lackluster. It's like deja vu. From, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. We... What was that come to then? It's hard to know where to go from that, isn't it? No. Where, where do we go from that? Because if you don't start off strong and put a marker down, you can end up being far too far behind very yeah. quickly. Yeah, you've got to team talk, look at themselves, go again. And what about signing to, to up front if they're injured. Lads injured? 
Yeah. We need someone to put the ball in there. Those missed chances cost us, didn't they? First half, three, two or three easy. Yeah. Cheers, see you. Safe trip back. It was Luke Shaw. I think Luke Shaw had a good game. Yeah. Anyone Matt, else? Martinez did. Had a yeah. good game. He got a good game. There's, there, 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 like we said before to other people, Luke Shaw and Martinez are only. They, they served the way the rest don't fucking serve it. They didn't seem to want to know, did they? Today? No. They're off the pace on. And, and, and Mason Mount. Fucking is. He's not sure whether he can play them. Like, yeah, has he in the last two, first two games? No, it's been difficult, hasn't it? That he's not settled as quickly as you no. want. A lot of times new players come in, don't they, and they, they make an instant impact yeah. and they become crowd favourites. Very easy to start as slow as he's done and then people just question you really quickly. Yeah. So the only thing was we came, like I said, when we were at the Bunkley Bar. I think it was a game when we were at the Bunkley Bar in the second half, and then we came. Yeah. I said to him, that's to me, I knew. I said, 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 said if we can't score in 90 minutes, but chance we don't score in nine minutes. I know. It's never going to be out of them, was it? Thoughts, come on. What? Thoughts of that? Well, oh, endemic through the club. No send, nobody can finish. Two simple headers. Oh, Two yeah, absolute yeah. simple headers. Yeah. They go in 2-0, totally different game. They have that chance to start the first half. And sorry, end the first half. Yeah. They come out second half and just barnstorm us. Yeah. We're never in the game. Bruno and Rashford for me wouldn't play on the against Forest, they'd be on bench. Um I thought Bruno should have come off earlier. You're looking he didn't get sent off. We keep dobbing off. Yeah. Bruno. Yeah. Yeah. He nearly did, didn't he? Yeah. Really yeah. Just quickly, mate. Uh, United we stand. It's the United fans. He just wanted to know. Can I just have your thoughts on Harry Kane leaving? Will you really miss him, or was it his time to go? Are you pleased for him? You really recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for United stand fans. It was the time we needed to rely on someone else sooner or later. Yeah. Good. But Richardson is not that one to rely on. Right. Yes. Are you pleased that he's gone for him, or do you think he should have ended his career with you? No, pleased for him, but not for Spurs. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. I would have Could... been happy if he would have gone to United, actually. All right. Yeah. Okay. I think we would have done given to, yeah. <laughs> given today's first half, where we can't hit a barn door with a ban, you know, you know, or a cow's ass with a banjo with those headers. We needed someone to be able to finish up United today. You deserve to Absolutely. win that game. High hopes for this new manager. Absolutely. Because he's different to what you've had or he's brought back maybe that Pochettino era of exciting football? Yeah, that was the high point of being a Spurs fan was always under Poch. Yeah. Now a lot more attacking. I really enjoy the way we're playing right now. Good. So, um, top five, Champions League. Is it doable for you? That's too soon to say anything like that. <laughs> yeah, way too soon. <laughs> Well, by the looks of it, we're avoiding relegation at this point. So. Nah. I had high hopes before today for t- today's result because you lot was naff against Wolves, but yeah, right. Dr. Tottenham will always see you now whenever someone's had an off week the game, be- the game before Spurs. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, you look at Wolves today, they were stuffed, weren't they? After they come I always like to leave the results to a match of the day. Oh, right, so. kind of, it's be like an episode <laughs> like of the like, yeah. likely lads. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Keep well, up. fingers in ears. All right, well, thanks very much for your time. Have a safe trip back home. Cheers, man. You too. Tell me, talk to me do about that. Just finish my chips first. Yeah, um, we were saying in the ground, first half was pretty good. Should have been 2 3 0 up. But all it would have done was hide how bad that second half performance was, which is 
without new signings is undoubtedly going to arise again several times throughout the course of the season because they haven't they haven't fixed any of the issues we had last season in midfield where we had, and it's probably been an issue for in my opinion four or five probably since Carrick left they haven't got a player in midfield who can put the foot on the ball and dictate the tempo of a game once the game goes away from us we have no idea how to get the game back and reconsole the game at all and, and we, it's been such an issue away from home particularly last year against like the top six exactly the same as last year here Exactly the same game. Just yeah. it just so happened to score two in the first half last year, and we missed them this year. But the problem for me comes from years and years of letting managers buy the players, and we keep changing managers all the time. And the people above him aren't the ones picking the players. So you've got every other big club in the country: City, Liverpool, Brighton. The managers don't pick the players. The, the, the teams who play good football, who have the players who are at the right age and they plan the squads well the people above them pick the players and the managers just decide which ones to play we're just constantly in a position where you've got a manager now last season it was quite evident that we needed a player who could put the foot on the ball in midfield and who could probably have a bit more legs than Ericsson which Mount does but he's playing 10 yards further up the pitch than Ericsson was last year which is leaving us even more isolated than we were last year but it exposes Casemiro hugely doesn't it yeah and, that, and I think the big point was that Casemiro needed someone next to him who could put the foot on the ball dictate the game and actually calm the game down so that he wasn't exposed. And we've just gone the complete opposite. I mean, every player we've bought since Tanar's come, and I, I, I love Tanar, I think he's done really... Like last year, he didn't, couldn't do any better than he, and then, than he did do. But he's now at, at two games in, in a position where if he doesn't get any better than this, they're so out of it structurally. Not necessarily the, the results or whatever, the results are the results. That we, we, we didn't deserve to win on Monday, and we probably didn't deserve to win today either. But the, the way they're playing is so bad, and they're so structurally out of position, all the players... It just looks so. It looks just looks so bad, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That aside from the results, is it, it, I just the players that they bought are all in kind of in a pool of players that have had to play for him, played for Ajax, played in Holland, and I mean, what other top what, what top club in the world is going to just pick from such a small pool of players to try and improve a squad? It just just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, I just think we're, we're just kind of on a hiding for nothing with. with Bought a striker who's 20, maybe he might. I think he'll do well. He might, he will improve us just based on the fact we actually have a striker on the pitch will make us better. Yeah. How much better he'll make us, I couldn't, I don't know. I just don't think we, I think we've actually somehow managed to spend 70 million pounds in the midfield. It's actually, and I don't think it's actually Mount's fault. I don't, I don't, not a big fan of him personally anyway. And I, but I wouldn't blame him for the fact that he's just a player that doesn't fit into the team that, that, that he's been brought into. And then the keeper, to be fair, the keeper, I think, he's, I think will, make a, will make a big difference to the way we play. I think he's, he's great. But I also just think Tenar's kind of confused himself. Like, last, historically at Ajax, he's always been a manager who wants to get players on the ball, pass the ball out from the back, dictate the game. And this summer he's talking about being the best transitional team in the league. But then he's not bought players that kind of fit that team. I just don't get what he's doing. I think he's kind of caught himself in between two minds. I think probably a bit of it stems from the fact that his best two players are probably Rashford and, and Bruno, who were both kind of direct players who want to play on the break. And I think, ideally, I think Tenar could actually pick to, when he first came in. If he could swap then to his two best players with two other players that suited the way he could play more, he probably would have done it. And I think he's now just got himself in a position where he's stuck, he's, he's stuck between controlling games and trying to play on the break, and I just don't think we're, even, we're doing either at the moment. No, I mean, it, it's, just, it's just very... It's just a very strange situation now, isn't it? Whereby they don't have a spark. No, they don't. And I, and I don't know how they change it. 
they have to buy a central midfielder that can sit on the ball. Who that is, I don't know. There's obviously that Amrabat. I'm not going to say I've seen him much more in the World Cup. So, but they have to buy someone who can just sit there next to Casemiro and actually play out, play out from the back, dictate dictate the tempo of the game because there's too many games away from home, even against shit teams last year where it goes away from the second half and they just they just have no no idea how to recon, recontrol the game. The game. Well, apart from Leeds, what well, other well, away games did we have we won in the last? I don't know, in the last dozen. But well, it goes back, doesn't it, further than that, really. I mean, what was Ranier, we lost the last seven away from then. The start of last season was slightly better and it just went back to its original ways, didn't it? And well, we did 29 unbeaten, didn't we, with Ollie? Yeah. And we sort of, you know, we were a completely different team, weren't we? I think feel like they had a little bit more balance then. And they knew the way they wanted to play. I just feel like we're now... I think last year, Tenard was trying to change the style to become this team that controlled the game. And now I just think he's kind of... I mean, the season, season will pan out and it might change, but I just feel at the moment he's kind of stuck in between two minds the way he wants to play, and, it's, yeah. and we're just kind of doing neither. Um, hopefully it changes. We've got a big game on Saturday, we've got to win that. And then we've got to go to Arsenal, where, to be fair, like, like we said, to, we, we, we were saying on the way before, that I'm actually suiting the fact that they can kind of choose to play on the break today and they don't, they're not kind of stuck in that mind. But I don't know, I just feel Mount so far on the pitch and they're just kind of lost in midfield. I don't know how they change it, but I think they're going to need two or three players. I think they need a centre-back or a right-back who can play in defence and pass the ball out so Shaw can overlap on the left. And I think they need, uh, desperately have to buy a central midfielder that can get on the ball. Yeah. I, I do maybe feel like Ten Hag kind of put a, a lot of hope on Mainu actually to play maybe yeah, at, maybe at right-back and play in, put, come into midfield from that position to, to get a bit more control of the game. But obviously he's injured and it's a shame because he was really good on pre-season but I don't know it'll be interesting to see the way it pans out because I think we're in a bit of trouble at the moment we are right let's, uh, I'll let you go back to your chips but in the meantime let's cross the road slowly here hold now yeah come here going online without ExpressVPN is like leaving your kids with the nearest stranger while using the toilet most of the time it's probably fine but you never truly know who you're trusting so why would you risk it well that's why you need to be using ExpressVPN Every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes, hotels, airports, basically any network that's not your own, your online data is not secured. Any hacker on the same network can gain access to and steal your personal data, passwords, financial details, you name it. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that hackers can't steal your data. Hackers make some serious cash selling personal information on the dark web. But ExpressVPN has made it easier than ever to keep your information safe. Just fire up the app, click one button, and you're instantly protected. And ExpressVPN works on all your devices like laptops, phones, tablets. You can stay secure on the go. So secure your online data today at expressvpn.com forward slash united and get three months for absolutely nothing. That's extra. That's expressvpn.com forward slash united. ExpressVPN.com forward slash United. Frustrating. Frustrating sums it up. Just frustrating. Um, lack of a goal scorer for me. I think. Do you know what? I think today. Um, Monday was awful. Monday was an awful, awful game. Uh, and I came away from Monday thinking, feeling worse after a win than I do right now after a loss. Because I think that. If we'd have taken our chances that first half, we'd have put these things away. If we had a goal scorer in the front there, then we'd have, we'd have been four up at half time. 
if your Sunday league striker misses those headers in the first half, you substitute him. Don't you? I didn't hear the question. <laughs> if your Sunday league striker misses those two headers in the first half, you take him off, don't you? You shoot him. Yeah, I mean. And you just say, look, they stop turning up, hung over. You're right, you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, How do you miss it? No like that, 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 that there were easy chances. Our local lad yeah. is on 300 grand a week, and he's the worst one of the lot for me. Like the rest of Anthony, Ganacho, whoever else, whatever, but Rashford. He's from Manchester, he's on 300 grand a week, he's got no excuses for me. Shit, Anthony gets some jokes. There was a striker there that was on the market that would have scored holes in a heartbeat, and we didn't buy him. Harry Kane. Hit by it. he would have scored all two goals, no problem. Yeah. Two 0 no United half time, job done. It takes us in four, fifth, six to first score, or second, doesn't it? I think we chances. 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 If we got him, I think we chances. I think we chances. Mate, we didn't chance. We didn't make one chance in that second half. How the fuck we had a full pre-season? The worst we've ever played together. It's like that team has never played together. But people are saying here, oh, if we finish them two chances, we win. But what team finishes only two chances? Very rare. We should be creating 10 11 chances. Penalty though. We have a penalty shout. We're never going to get it after Monday. But Yeah, but you shouldn't be down to that, should it? You shouldn't, you shouldn't be down to that. Hey, you shouldn't be having too many chances. Like Wolves there had 23 shots against us at home. Do you know what I mean? We should be literally having. Can we talk about how, how shit the away ends? I thought. I thought Polistri got folded in the second half for a penalty later on. I was close, I was down. So today on my Facebook, 10 years ago since Swansea away, yeah. when Moyes' first game, and since then, it's Moyes. fell apart, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 We're 29 30, and we've seen such a decline. Like, I go to an away game now, and I'm the weird one for singing in the stand. You get people looking at you like, who's this guy trying to get it going? It was a very poor away. I Someone think. said to me today, a Cockney away set, a Cockney red, sorry. I love the Irish reds, fuck the Cockney reds. I'm You've got a choice to Cockney Reds. No, Irish Reds don't have a choice. Cockney Reds have got a choice. You turn to me and it's because we're all spread out. Like at Wembley when you're all spread out, that's a point, isn't it? We're not spread out at the away game. We're all fucking one, aren't we? We're all 3,000 as one. Oh, that was, that's, not, that's not Molyneux. That's not Wolves away. There's no reason, like, near about the face. United's done. United's done. Burnley. Burnley's very poor. Until we get to Hover, it's going to be shit. And, it, and you don't even think it's that much of an influence, but it is. It's just negative energy around the club constantly. It's always negative energy around the club. You see, I, I, let me just say, you see Newcastle get to Culver and he barely even signed anyone, but they brought that feel good factor back to the club. And now look at them, they're flying. Absolutely. Fly. Team spirit goes so much further, not further, but not far off talent. You watch Leicester win the league based off team spirit. You watch the United teams of old. We were nowhere near as good talent wise to, to do what we did on the third game. The last few seasons when we won the league, we were. We, you look at that starting 11 you look at Liverpool's starting 11 when they won the that 11 you can name the 11 and how many of them were big sign big signings you've got Alisson from Roma you had Firmino from Hoffenheim all of their like Mane from Southampton Van Dijk Southampton all of them they all come and play for the manager in his system and buy into his in, into his Louis van Gaal philosophy they all buy into it. They all buy into it. They all work for the team. We sign high-profile signings, and they think they're amazing. 
Anthony, you're not, not scoring off based off saying what about the De Maria's the foul calls. It's a fucking great point. No, he's not the staple, is he? But he's not good enough. And he'll have to scrap with a guy in the stadium over on, isn't he? He lost the ball, you see him when he's on the wing, he lost the ball, and he got back and won the ball back. Rashford, Manchester lad, 300 grand a week, lose the ball, hands in the air. Shannon Sancho. Sancho's come in there. He's coming in like thinking I'm the fucking man at Dortmund. He's come to United an absolute fucking fortune. He's bang average. He's absolutely bang average. Arguably Rashford and Bruno. I don't think anyone would take any of that. Bruno's had two bad games there, but the thing is, you can't even slag him off because he's the only one who fucking gives it all. When he turns it on, we'll be a good team. He's had two bad games to start off. Oh, we on Bruno on to have a good game. Yeah, no, but no, but that's what I'm saying. That's where we're at. And that Bruno, you look at Bruno's seasons at United. Stats-wise, goals and assists, first two, amazing. And do you know what? The, the, the season where he had less goals and goals and assists was his best season. Do you know why? Because his all-round play, it was a lot less wasteful, a lot less hit and hope. I couldn't care about the goals and assists he was getting because it's not even his job to do that anyway. Just be a good player in your position. Affect the game every time. Look, is it really though? No, no, how many? How many of our front six will score twenty goals? Just just him, but I'd rather him be a better player on the ball. Once again, mate. Well, once again today, what I've seen, what I've seen today is people saying, "Take him off, take him off." Again, at Old Trafford on Monday against Wolves. Listen, no, listen. People were fucking calling for his head, and then he go and chips it over to set that goal up. Listen. Even when he's not at his best, he's got that in his locker. That guy never comes off that pitch. He doesn't. Well, you can't take, him off you take your captain off and it's headlines. No, you cannot take him off that pitch, though. He's our best player by a mile. This club's so under, yeah, so yeah. under the microscope that for another manager where you say you take your captain off, it might not be a big deal. But at Man United, if you're taking your captain off in the second game of him being captain, it's a big deal. I'm not saying that. Which attacker scores 20 goals for us this year? None. Can you guarantee no one will score 20 goals? You're not about taking him off. Why didn't you change him to take him off the right and put him in the middle where he's Exactly, why is he putting him on the right? Why is Rashford up front? You're right. Why are you playing on the left wing? Delivering crosses to the back post to the right winger. Makes no sense. Last season at Anfield, last season at Anfield, putting Bruno out on the right. That's where, mate. He was on the ropes there last year. We could run to Anfield and fucking took all three points. It goes and puts Bruno out on the right. There's only one midfielder that I can think of in recent memory who's been pushed out on to the right who should have, should never have been there and actually did an alright job and that was one matter that was it he shouldn't have been there and he did a good job why are we still pushing Bruno out wide it's been square fucking pegging round those you literally you signed the best number 10 in world football at the time one matter from Chelsea and we accommodated Rooney instead of, at that time Rooney was not as his best he was on, on the downhill spiral same with Madrid at home Madrid at home in that fucking quarter final he, he started Kigawa and we win that game if it weren't for that nanny red card we win that game and Rooney didn't even play and then he goes in and says so I want to get sold he moaned before City that he was going to leave because we weren't signing any players and then we signed players and he didn't like it because it was a nice position Kagawa felt like Varon part 2 because we didn't play that system to suit him that's what happens you go all the way back you go all the way back to no value in the market and City 
signed Torre Silva and Aguero, a spine of the team when they already had. The thing is, we should have never actually signed one matters. Like, we didn't need number 10, but when we got him, he should have played number 10 for us. He should have played number 10 for us. David Silva signed for Man City. We had, we had a pre-season friendly against Valencia that year. And I don't, I rarely go to a pre-season friendly, but I went that one. And David Villa and David Silva were unbelievable that day. And the fact that we didn't go for David Silva after that game... He was a big player. He didn't go missing in the big games, Champions League final. And then we signed him and put him out wide. We've got players that seem to go missing in every game though. Square pegs, right? How many players can you say that you can rely on to play every single game at 7 or 8 out of 10? Say what you want about the team, at what positions they play, whatever. It's about having that desire. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It doesn't matter where you play. Who can you rely on? I mean, seven, eight, eight out of ten every game. Your best football, but it's about desire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. do, you think, do you think Leicester yeah. win the league yeah. that year? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. How many away yeah. games do we get beat last year? Nothing but desire in team spirit. Under Fergie, we had that desire in team spirit. We play Arsenal, Omni, FA Cup, win 2 0 Fabio, Rafael, and O'Shea in the field. Is there an issue here then? Is there an issue here? that we can't get rid of any players. Yes, definitely. Hey, you've got Aaron Maguire. 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 Aaron like seriously, so all these Portuguese lads who they've got a bit about them. They'll go down this Imagine going playing for fucking Gary O'Neill. I know, yeah. The guy used to play for fucking. Well, we, well, if we've got if we've got, he can afford an orthodontist. Though, can't he, let's be honest. If you've got players there, so we made changes today. None of us thought that those perhaps I'm a bit unfair, but none of us really thought, apart from Palestri, he's got something about him. But those changes that we made, we didn't really Martial. Um, Sancho, um, Ericsson being the agent, that we didn't think he'd make much of a move. Martial's testimonial next year, who's going? But we've got we've got who we can't bring on and think they change it. Scott McTominay, Harry Maguire, Jaden Sancho. But there's four or five players there that we surely. We could get somebody for Sancho, we can get somebody for Maguire, get somebody for McTominay, we get somebody for Martial. Realistic, I thought Martial would go Saudi. I thought he was lined up perfect for him. 10 million, big wages. Maguire there, we agreed a deal, and mate, he weren't even entertaining going to West Ham because he knows, obviously, you can't trust him for injury wise. He's more than happy to play 10 games for you. 
United. But the thing is, mate, he was warming up down the fucking sideline. Everyone comes clapping him. Everyone's singing his name. He's on about 200k a week, Maguire, isn't he? So nobody's going to 180, whatever. Nobody's going to pay him that in the Premier League. Anyone who can afford to pay him that don't want to employ him. So he's not everything. Brandon Williams is on. Brandon Williams ain't kicked him off. He's on about fucking 60, 70 grand a week. A week, sorry. Well, we probably we could, yeah. <laughs> no, we can't get it. Yeah, exactly. Another got the goalkeeper. We forgot about him. Well, that's from the United Stand podcast. Very disgruntled. Um, United away following here. On our way home. Not that far from the new Spurs ground. Due to the fact that the traffic here is as horrific and horrendous as always. In the next half an hour, music will come on. High spirits will return. And we'll have a decent trip and go again in a couple of weeks to Arsenal. In the meantime, have a good week. Enjoy the game at the weekend. And let's hope there's a few things solved and the club can move on a little bit this week. Thanks for the United We Stand podcast.